100% Real with Lisa Cabrera. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you listen to two audios that I have on Candace Owens. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Candace is a fraud. And we've seen this from her predecessors that are no longer on TV. Many of you might remember Armstrong Williams. You may remember Ron Christie. Paris Denard, and see, it's going to come a time when Candace's expiration date will come up and she'll vanish too. They do not have staying power when they do this. It's a hustle. She's really being a fraud. She knows that if she talks like this, she can hustle white people out of their money. And it's working. Okay? It's working. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's big money in cooning. Big money. You talk against your own people, they'll gladly give you a platform, throw all kinds of money at you because they got a black fool that will say all the things they wish they could say to us and get away with. So, Now they got a black face they can push out in front of everybody to do their dirty work for them. And because she's getting paid, she will gladly do it. Okay, gladly do it. We've seen our shares of Candace Owens before in the past. Okay, so it's a hustle. It's a hustle. Just like Jesse Lee Peterson, another one that's hustling for money. They know if they say these sort of things, they get paid. They're not stupid. But let me tell you something. When you went into Candace Owens' old videos in the past, she was sounding like your average black person. She was singing a whole different tune than what she is saying today. So I'm going to let you listen to some recent footage of her on C-SPAN. It's fakery. All right. And not to mention, I've heard videos of her talking about racism that she dealt with. So I guess racism is only real when she has to deal with it. When anybody else in the black community have to deal with it, it's not real. Okay. That's how I know she's a fraud. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, she is doing this for shock value. She knows if she says certain things, it is going to grab the attention of people. And this keeps her in the limelight longer. All right. We know what it is. It's a hustle. It's a hustle. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and play this first 
audio for you, and then I have another one after this. We've had 300 and something murders in Chicago this year. The number varies and it changes literally by the day, sadly and tragically. I'm looking at some data here. I don't know if it's 100% accurate that black victims of the murders are 291 murders in Chicago uh, just this year alone. And you can go through, uh, you know, different data points. Black homicide victimization, I've got a stat here, 13% of the U.S. population, but yet 51% of homicide victims. Can you speak a little bit about that and about the, the reality of that and some of the policies that lead to that and your perspective on that element of a crime? Um, certainly, which is why I wanted to bring that up, because um, presumably, if we're going to be having a hearing on white supremacy, we are assuming that the biggest victims of that would be minority Americans. And presumably, this hearing would be to stop that and to make sure that we can preserve uh, the lives of minority Americans, which, and based on the hierarchy of what's impacting minority Americans, uh, if I had to make a list of 100 things, white nationalism would not make the list. Um, and we don't see hearings on those bigger issues. You brought up the inner city communities, which is a huge issue. Black-on-black um, -black crime, uh, the breakdown of family, I think is the number one thing that's contributing to that. Um, and we never hear anybody talking about what happens when you remove a father from the home. In fact, I would argue that right now we have uh, a social environment that is hostile towards men and, and, and uh, it does not uh, inspire masculinity or being a man and what it means to be a father figure in a household. Um, black Americans are definitely suffering from the breakdown of the family when I say that liberal policies inspired that, what I mean to say is that uh, via the welfare system, we are quite literally seeing the incentivization of bad behavior. Um, when you know that your family gets more money, um, as, as a single mother, you will get more money if you don't marry the father of your children. You're not going to marry the father of your children. I've seen this firsthand. Um, and Black-on-black -black crime is a huge issue um, in America right now, but people don't like to talk about that. Um, it seems as, well, let's talk about the smaller issues and not the big issues that are facing black America. We saw this same sort of a narrative in 2016 uh, when police brutality became at the forefront of the discussion. And if you were paying attention to politicians, you would have thought that if you were a black American, you couldn't walk outside without being shot by a police officer, when in fact, you had a higher chance of being struck by lightning as a black American in 2016 than being shot unarmed by by a police officer. Um, the truth is, is, is that leftists and Democrats don't want to see these issues fixed in black America because then they can't stump on those issues. You know, we see this rhetoric every four years ahead of an election cycle get drummed up. Uh, we heard uh, Chairman Raskin in his opening statement mentioned the Trump administration is doing nothing, and that really is the nucleus of what we're seeing here today. We are trying to see, we're seeing a, an attack on an administration, an attack on, on conservatism ideals ahead of an election cycle. Um, there, is no, there is no real effort to fix effort to, to fix the issues that are in black America, or the things that are hurting minority America, because uh, believe me, they don't want those issues to be fixed. Ms. Owens, you said that the, uh, this issue that we're talking about here today, which we all agree obviously is an important issue to root out crime and root out criminal organizations and activities and figure out how to target lone wolves, bad actors, etc. You said it wouldn't make the top 100 of the things that you're concerned about as a black American, concerned about um, black communities in America. What would? Uh, you can't rattle off all 100, but in the time, I've got 30 <laughs> father, father absence, um, the education system, and the uh, staggering abortion rate 
um, as well as illegal immigration, which, uh, you know, the United States Commission of Civil Rights, when they were actually doing work in 2008, came out with a report and, and told the truth, which is that illegal immigration harms black Americans first and foremost. We are the ones that are meant to compete with illegals for jobs, and they are flooding our communities with crime and violence. Black American men between the ages of 18 and 22 are harmed by illegal immigration, but just saying that perspective is considered racist, and it's not. The gentleman's time has expired. Thank you very much. And All right, mm. y'all. Right, you heard what she said. Again, this is a hustle. She knows how to bring attention to herself, and that is talking against the black community. And she doesn't even know history. She has that all wrong, it's not even funny. But she's not interested in a history lesson. She is just interested in always putting something out there that makes white people happy, and she knows that black people are upset with her, but she doesn't care. This is all about money. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, I got another audio that I want you to listen to. But before we even get to that, um, Candace got this Blexit thing going on. Now, how many black people do you think she's going to draw to that? All right. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, none, none. There are none that will follow Candace Owens into the Republican Party. Okay? None. But if she wants to keep playing this game that she's trying to attract black people to the Republican Party while insulting black people all the time, well, let her live out her fantasy. That's all I have to say. All right, I got the next audio that I want you to listen to from C-SPAN. All right, one second here. Oops. Let me go back. Give me one second, y'all. All right. All right, I'm ready now. I just have to say that I object strenuously to your use of the word hilarious. Um, to me, this feels a lot like your reaction to being named in one of these manifestos. Now, you're, of course, not responsible for the words of somebody writing that document. But I do think that laughing at it is a real problem because these are real families that are impacted by this violence. And I think our efforts towards talking about this have to start from a place of mutual respect which is what I've heard from, from this side of the table. Now, the reason we don't have those numbers, I want those numbers as much as you do, but the number, to say the numbers don't show something is simply not supported by the data. Okay, and I have 38 seconds left, Ms. Mulligan, if you, can, if you want to respond within that time. The only thing I would add is that um, it's in the name. Terrorism, domestic terrorism, it terrorizes us. It terrorizes us in our homes, it terrorizes us in our schools. Um, 
and the, and to the points made by uh, my, the other panelists, it is disproportionate um, to its impact on any individual life, and it's not. You reject the idea it's something that doesn't matter or it doesn't really matter. Absolutely reject. Okay. All right. So here's where we are. Every every member now has had five minutes and. Okay, and Mr. Clay, so we have two members who have not, so I'm gonna to go to the two members who have not yet, and, then, and we'll give an opportunity for a closing thought to any member who wants before we go. Am I next to respond, or is Mr. Meadows? I thought Mr. Meadows was Mr. next. Mr. Meadows, okay. Mr. Meadows is next, then Mr. Clay, then to you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, Ms. Owens, obviously this is a gang up on you. You know, we're, we're giving uh, these witnesses the ability to do a rebuttal on you, and so, um, you know, I, I find it unfair, Ms. Ballou. I mean, you know, candidly for you to show mutual respect and then you to go after Ms. Owens, it's not appropriate. So Ms. Owens, you can have four minutes and 34 seconds to respond. However, I'll, you yield for a second? I'll, I'll yield. Thank you. Uh, I believe Ms. Owens, when you used the word hilarious, it was in, it was referencing the fact that no one had asked you a question. It wasn't to the subject matter of the hearing. Is that right? That is correct. And for ha to have another witness insinuate something that is not accurate is just not appropriate, Mr. Chairman, for how witnesses are supposed to behave in front of this committee. I also think you didn't say it doesn't matter about the subject matter of today's hearing. You said there are other subjects that matter as well, and maybe we should spend some time on those. Is that accurate? That is correct, and they matter much, 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 much more. And I have said that. I said that in my opening, and I will say it again you know that white supremacy and white nationalism is nowhere near, ranks nowhere near the top of the issues that are facing black America. And the reason that you are bringing them up in this room is because it is attempt to make the election all about race as the Democrats. Not in my case, Ms. Please Owens, I'm sorry, don't, please my, do not characterize Ms. my motive. Mr. Chairman, it's my time. Yeah, you, it's my got, time. You've got your time, Mr. Meadows, I'll Every, give you three more seconds. May, Every four years, you bring up race, and you knew exactly what I meant when I said hilarious, and you just tried to do live what the media does all the time to Republicans, to our president, and to conservatives, which you tried to manipulate what I said to fit your narrative, okay? I was not referring to the subject matter that is hilarious. I said it's hilarious that we are sitting in this room today, and I've got two doctors and a missus, and nobody can give us real numbers that we can respond to so we can assess how big of a threat this is, because you know that it is not as big of a threat as you are trying to make it out to be so that you can manipulate. And the audacity of you to bring up the Christchurch shooting manifesto and make it seem as if I laughed at people that were slaughtered by a homicidal maniac is, in my opinion, absolutely despicable. And I think that we should be above that. To try to assign reality or any meaning to a homicidal maniac writing a manifesto, which, by the way, let the record show, also stated Spyro the Dragon, the child cartoon, as a source of inspiration. He also cited Nelson Mandela as a source of information. I don't think, I don't think that Nelson Mandela has inspired mosque shootings. You can correct me if you think I'm wrong. You, are, you would rather assign meaning to a homicidal maniac than to actually address that I said to the things that I said today that are actually harming black America. Number one, father absence. Number two, the education system and the illiteracy rate. Illegal immigration ranks high, abortion ranks high, white supremacy and white nationalism, if I had to make a list again of 100 things, would not be on it. This hearing, in my opinion, is a farce. And it is ironic that you're sitting here and you're having three Caucasian people testify and tell you what their expertise are. Do I know what my expertise are? black in America. I've been black in America my whole life, all 30 years, and I can tell you that you guys have done the exact same thing every four years ahead of an election cycle, and it needs to stop. I'll, I'll yield back. Thank you, Mr. Meadows. And now we okay.
fake, 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 fake. Okay, y'all. Again, one thing black people know is somebody that is hustling out here. She's equivalent to what you would call a shock jock. You know, anything will come out of her mouth when it comes down to the black community. It's okay, Kansas. I understand you got to eat. I understand you got to pay the bills. And if you got to hustle and use your community to do that, so be it. But we definitely know what you're doing. You know, but hey, keep collecting all that money from white America. If they going to continue to throw it at you, take it. I mean, <laughs> take it. That's the best thing for you to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes my podcast for today. Please stop by each and every day to listen to my latest upload. And those of you that support my podcast, thank you. If you are not a supporter, please continue to consider becoming one. Peace, family.